Hi, everybody. This is Mikey D. Welcome to my stoop. There once was a small American town, and although it sat in the forgotten corner of a giant city, it was much like any other small community around America. Everyone knew everyone else's name and everyone's business. Instead of a stream or a brook, we had the fire hydrant. We didn't have farmer's markets, but we did have a well-stocked bodega. And rather than sitting on the front porch to watch the little world flow by, we sat on our stoops. And it seems like an ancient time, like it was some lost city. It was like I had watched it all from the stoops of Atlantis. So this is a continuation of my top five bizarre moments. Last episode, to recap, number five was the fire ring of Tony D. Number four was Quasimodo. And number three was the sniper. And let's now continue. Five, four, three, two, 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 two. She lived across the street in the building next to Scott on the second floor. She was married, I think, but seemed lonely. I never saw her from the shoulders down. I don't think she ever came outside. She was a fixture in the window, usually sitting bare-shouldered and topless, I assume. Heavy-set, wiry, unkept hair. Sad. We were all sitting on my stoop, the call four, me, Laura, Jen, and Chris, eating hot dogs from the place on Pleasant Avenue that made the best hot onions in town. I saw the look of utter repulsive disgust on Jennifer's face suddenly. Oh my god, that lady just threw snot from her nose. We all looked up. She was rubbing her full palm over her face. Then there was a lurch of her head, and she let her hand open and swiped down to the windowsill. A blob of white snot splatted on the stone with an audible snap. We tried to ignore her and finish our lunch, but there was another hack. A soaking wet cough and another splat. She gave in and peeked. The snot raised down the bricks like snakes scared for their lives. We all looked away and tried to eat. We could hear another horrid song of belching, coughing, hacking, gargling, as if she was coughing up an entire bowl of jello. Then came the spit and the second splat sound that echoed all the way to Pleasant Avenue, maybe to Queens. Tendrils of snot dangling like a dead octopus from a windowsill. Some tensile strength gave way, fell and grabbed onto the decorative overhang of the building's front door creating a new gaggle of white worms that dangled and swayed. They all glistened in the early afternoon sun. Jennifer looked ready to puke. We all felt the same, but as hard as we tried, we could not take our eyes off the goopy spectacle. But she wasn't done. Both palms rose over her face, her head tilted back. She was going to clear out the mother load. We gripped the banister, held our breath, tightened our stomachs. She let it blow, into our palms, and the blast was almost silent, muffled by the gunk. She held her cup palms out, and making an offering to the world, poured the nasal nastiness, which plumbed down like a shot put in a white sock, then again snapped and splashed on the facade, painting the wall in her version of a snotty Pollock painting. Then for good measure, she wringed and shook off her hands. There were no words of disgust by me or my friends. We might have puked a little in our throats. We tossed away whatever was left of our hot dogs, and finally... Without one more. The snot lady was done, and we wouldn't eat for at least an hour. Five, four, three, two, one.
Number one. We had one of those pools that Sears sold. A roll of corrugated metal and a blue liner, a few thousand gallons of hose water, and although it ate up half the yard space, it was paradise on hot days. We used it often, but it usually sat empty after the sun was creeping toward dusk. Daddy, there's a man in the pool, my sister Laura announced one evening. The sky was aglow, and the August heat was lingering like Italian relatives trying to leave a party. I peeked out the window, and sure enough, some guy, 40 or so, was enjoying himself, fully clothed in our pool. I laughed. My dad didn't. He went out to the yard. I suspected it was one of Charlie Ding Ding's buddies. Charlie was one of the classic characters of my youth. He lived with his mother Mary, who ran the candy store on Pleasant Avenue. His friends were the apostles of wackadoos, a mishmash of colorful oddballs, misfits, and kooks. Pool Man was a short, wiry guy who wore shorts that hung to his knees, a giddy t-shirt and hair that despite the water was permanently slicked back. He had half his teeth and the other half were pondering retirement. Excuse me, pal, my dad said firmly. What are you doing? Hey, 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 sorry, it's so hot, I could, I could resist. He climbed from the pool and poured over the wall. Charlie Ding Ding called out, Hey, Donovan, sorry about that. My dad waved to Charlie, it was all good. Back then your neighbors got a pass. So for some reason, maybe to put a flag on my stake, I decided I was going to go into the pool. It was still really hot out anyway. My sisters Christy and Laura decided they would as well. And as we splashed around, wafts of barbecue smoke, cooking pork chops, drifted from Ding Ding's yard to my nostrils. Barbecues always smell great, and it defines summer the same way the sound of a Mr. Softy truck does. Charlie was sitting on his lounger, enjoying a brewski, his chops. His buddy, still dripping, was flipping his meat around on the grill. He looked our way and a devilish smirk lifted into a toothless smile. He reached down and picked up the garden hose and let loose a blast of spray our way. The freezing water rained down and we all laughed. But this was now war. First he invaded our pool and now he's firing ammo over the border? Luckily our hose was dangling over the pool's ladder. I grabbed my weapon and let loose a couple of short bursts in the air. The sound of rain through dense canopy of the boysenberry tree sounded out, followed by the sizzle of water striking hot coals. No, oh, watch my pork chops, Charlie called out. I was ready to call us even, but the pool man wasn't. He aimed a hose at us and let loose a full blast, steady barrage of water. It was cold, so we ducked under the warmer water, waiting for the attack to cease. But it didn't. I peeked up and got a full blast in the face. I laughed and dug back under, the roar of water on the metal wall of the pool warbling under the surface. Then it stopped. I popped up, ready to fire, but was taken by surprise. He fired again. I heard my sisters laugh. I shot a blast, but it chickened out and ducked under again. Pool man was laughing like a kid. Even Ding Ding was smiling. Under the water, I plotted. This bozo wasn't taking me down in my own pool. I was going to beat this bastard. I made a decision. I was coming up firing. I counted. Three, two, one. I jumped up and squeezed the trigger and aimed. My strong, steady beam of high-pressure H2O hit my target. Bullseye. Right on Pool Man's nose. But he kept up his fire. And I was striking me on my chest. Pool Man jumped to the side. And as I pulled my firing arm to follow, the water sprayed right across the face of Charlie Ding Ding. A pork chop halfway in his mouth. It was hilarious. As I held the water on Charlie's face, he just sat there, calmly eating his food, drinking beer. As this blast of water struck his face in a continual barrage, right in his face, a wide spray blooming off his nose and cheeks. He acted as if nothing was happening. Poor man continued firing as well, and we were all laughing. The sight of Ding Ding eating a pork chop as I sprayed his face was just so hilarious, bizarre, and memorable. Because Charlie was normally kind of a grumpy SOB. We were kind of scared of him. He used to yell at us in a candy store. But here he was, 
perhaps lubricated a little by the beers, smiling and enjoying our goofy antics with his kookadoo buddy. It's a moment in time that I can project into my memory at will. There are many other bizarre moments, but those are for another time, another podcast. Yeah, there was bizarreness to spare on those stoops of Atlantis. This has been the Stoops of Atlantis with Mikey D. Stay tuned for future tales and bizarreness from that ancient land called East Harlem. Check me out on Facebook. <laughs>